How's it going, everybody? Welcome back to the third episode of the 416 Podcast. My name is Noah. My name is Nick. And today we're going to be interviewing the founder of the Roofball Federation of America and the founder of Roofball itself. His name is Adam Willis. We had him on the pod on the Zoom call. And, you know, let's just get into it, I guess. Yep. Perfect. How's it going? Yeah, man. How are you? Doing pretty well, thanks. Are you Nick or Nicholas? I go by Nick, but I have those for school. Cool. Is your last name actually tennis or you're a tennis player? Uh, no, uh, my last name is tennis, just like the sport. All right. You get asked that a lot, huh? Yep. yep. So tell so, me about, if I, if I can, tell me about your school. I didn't talk to you at all about you yesterday, Noah. What's yeah. up with you guys? So we're actually going to school at Viterbo University, which is a private school in La Crosse, Wisconsin. It's like right on the Mississippi River. Um, okay. Uh, we are both on the golf team and we're both sports management majors. So we're kind of doing this like podcast, like YouTube thing, kind of as a startup like side kind of thing. Um, okay. Yeah. I'm getting into uh, journalism. I do some writing for our school too, for our school newspaper. So kind of got a lot going on. Oh yeah. That's it. would be adding classes. That's a ton. Mm-hmm. Can I yeah. tell you the secret? They don't, what, what year are you guys? Uh, I'm a junior and I, and I'm a senior. Uh, yeah, the, the, the thing they don't tell you, the trick, is that once you graduate, you do less work. <laughs> so my, my first year out of college, was like, well, I, I have nothing but time. This is crazy. I go to work, and then I'm done. I no, nothing to take home. It was amazing. Yeah, so I can't enjoy. wait for that. I can't wait. Yeah. Well, if we don't have anything else, I think we should get right into the questions. Um, Nick, it. if you want to ask the first one, that's... Uh, yeah, so... My first question is basically like, what are you doing now? Like post, like not posting as much as roof ball, but I know like it's coming up soon. So I just wanted to get a good brief of like what you're doing now. And then you can translate that into like roof balls history and everything. Oh, like what I'm doing job wise or for roof ball. Oh, like um, was and yeah. Job wise. All right. So I work for NEP. Uh, the thing I used to do until very recently was basically move broadcast production trucks around the country. So I would coordinate the movements of the engineers, the truck itself, the gear, drivers, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, the big mobile production trucks you pull into major stadiums to do pro sports, college sports, that kind of stuff. So, and that's where I got into after my last job, which was working at NBC Sports Northwest Regional uh, Channel out here. Uh, I'd love to say that it was because the, com- the company ended, which did happen, but I was laid off a year and a half before that. Um, but yeah, so I went, so I got to stay in sports, which was great, but I was in sports TV from 2000 until 2019. Sure. Nice. And now I'm working the Apple bought the, the rights to MLS, the, the entire league. And so Apple with the MLS is partnering with NEP to do all of their backbone stuff. Just getting, getting the signal from the stadium to Apple and Cupertino basically. And then they pump it out on Apple TV, Apple mm-hmm. TV plus. So that's what I'm doing now is working, working on getting those games. I get like two or three games a week to make sure everything gets where where it's supposed to go. And everyone knows what they're doing. I build the tech book. So everyone knows how to do what they're trying to accomplish basically. And fortunately one weekend, nothing terrible has happened. So, so far so good. Sweet. So how do you, uh, what did you go to school for? How did you acquire these sort of like broadcasting skills? Oh God, that's a great question. Cause I technically didn't go to school for anything. I was about, so I was awful. Student. Well, hell I'm a pretty bad student period, but I was a really bad student. My freshman and sophomore year of college got bad grades. Junior year, I finally discovered journalism 
and found something I liked to do and it was pretty good at and I was getting relatively good grades in classes but I went to George Washington University and at that time mid junior year you had to have a certain grade point average to declare for the media program and I didn't have that but I just kept taking media classes anyway so I ended up being just sort of an, a non-decided major it's like general liberal arts major but uh, I said I didn't really study anything because in the end I didn't actually get my degree uh, this is when I got a lot of sympathy for athletes that went pro early. Before that, I was like, oh, what are you doing? You got to go stay in college. Well, I almost went pro for 27 grand a year uh, after my junior year of college. So after that, when, when it would be handed a $5 million signing bonus, I'd be like, yes, go. Don't, don't give these, no more free labor, go. Um, but so I, I didn't actually get my degree, but I, even though I did stay there four years because it was so bad my freshman and sophomore year, I just basically never recovered. But then I had a full-time job in the field that I wanted. So I was like, why am I paying you know, and you guys will probably think this is funny because it's 25 years later. Back then it was, why am I paying another $20,000 for another year of this to try to get a piece of paper, which would get me the job that I already have. So my mom's still upset that I'm not a college graduate, but I'm fine with it. Sure. But I did take, to answer your question more correctly, I did take a lot of media classes. Yeah. Uh, and that actually, I had a class with a woman who was the editor, the assistant to the editor-in-chief of USA Today. She was complaining about she hated sports, didn't want to do the Olympic section. And I said, well, I'm taking an editing class if you, if you need help. That got me an internship that led to a full-time job at USA Today. A couple of years later, ESPN. And that's how that's how the whole thing started. Sure. Wow. That's a lot of backstory. That's very interesting. <laughs> Being in Don't get me started. I'll ramble for hours. Oh, no, for sure. I'm not here to complain about that. Um. So our next question, we kind of covered this yesterday, but um, how did Roofball as a whole uh, kind of get started and then how did it become sort of this little niche fad almost with a lot of people in your area, I guess? Yeah, the, the last part was the harder part. The, the first part was, try to tell the story faster than I did yesterday, got a rugby ball on a trip to Europe, didn't know what to do with it, came back and started throwing it up and around the pole because it was the only thing I could think to do with it. And I didn't want to hit the pole because I might get in trouble. So that was it. That was the whole thing. It was like three months, one summer when I was in eighth grade, somewhere between eighth and ninth grade. And then uh, 10 years later, my sister's friends discovered that ball in a box in our garage and they wanted to know what it was for. I told them the story I just told you. And then all of a sudden everyone's throwing footballs at the pole and making up a scoring system. And an hour after the rugby ball was rediscovered, we had a sport basically. Uh, then I knew I wanted to have tournaments. We started tournaments uh, in 99 and it was just something I loved to do and my friends loved to do. So I'd come home twice a year from the East Coast. I live in Oregon. And uh, we'd play a tournament in the winter, a tournament in the summer. And that was it. But then by the time I was leaving ESPN at the end of 2006, I knew I wanted to try to, to put it on TV. And we have public access cable out here. And if you did, if you did the stuff that needed to get set up on public access, you could put whatever you wanted to essentially on public access. So I took classes when I came back to Oregon and got checked out and then got a lot of help from the people at the public access station, including using their mobile truck for like a hundred bucks a day. And that's what got it onto TV. In terms of niche following that, it all came from the, putting it on TV. The first people that came to play because they saw it on TV were like three tournaments in and I was starting to get fans. And uh, sorry, I didn't tell you yesterday. Um, on my birthday, actually in 2010, I, uh, I'm, a, I'm a huge, fast food is my advice. I love fast food, I like fast food every chance I get. My wife doesn't let me anymore, which is great for my health, but awful for my for my happiness. And uh, on my birthday, I was going to Jack in the Box 
And I, I'm talking to, so this is when I was at NBC Sports Northwest. I was talking to one of our hosts on, on my phone and I pull up and it's, it's a giant box I never go to. Like it's, so I, I immediately thought it might be a, like a plant, but I pull up and the woman leans out and while I'm on the phone goes, you know, you kind of look like that root ball guy. And then turns around and goes back in. And I was like, Diana, I got to let you go. And she came back and I was like, it's because I am the roof ball guy. <laughs> and she cursed a few times and stuff. I have my boyfriend and I watch such shit all the time. It's amazing. I signed a, a receipt for her and everything. I was like, hey, what are the odds this happens on my birthday? So, uh, but anyway, so yeah, the TV thing drove some people into play, including a guy who would later be one of the groomsmen at my wedding, which is fantastic. Um, but, you know, it was never more than, you know, maybe the people that I knew about, 40, 50 people. You know, I'm sure more people were watching, but that was that was before cable guides were really that big of a thing. So you could just flip channels. So you know, nowadays, I don't think anyone would ever find it because why would you go to public access on your guide or even have cable for that matter? Uh, but yeah, enough enough people, probably drunk and or stoned people were watching Roof Ball and some of them came to play and we had an audience. Yeah, Nice. So my next question for you would be like, how did Roof Ball become like such a high quality event? Like you kind of answered that there with, you going on to like that TV deal with you taking that truck, but like, could you just like expand that just basically off the, it being like a high quality event basically. And then yeah. I have something, hold on before we go, I have something kind of going off of that. It's like, okay. um, how did, when you guys got all these different like camera angles and shots inside, was it like set up as, Oh, this is going to be like hilarious or it's going to be like, I guess just what was the feeling around these sorts of decisions to, have these uh, different shots and everything. Yeah, those two answers kind of dovetailed into each other because right. I always thought that the more production value we put into it, the better that it kind of looked, the funnier it was. And I thought that that the sort of the humor of it and the stripped down nature of it was was what sold it, what, what I loved about it too. So yeah, I mean, that that camera inside, it was just rolling. It was a recording on a mini DV tape, wasn't even hooked into the switcher. And we just left it running for four hours. And after the fact, I just went through and scrolled through and looked for moments people were walking through. Uh, but yeah, in terms of the quality, you know, it was obviously still standard def back then. And it's funny because people talk about some people were had conspiracy theories that it was actually shot a lot earlier. But that was a really weird time for TV because HD was around, but it wasn't full use yet. And the public access station certainly didn't have the money to go out and buy HD cameras, et cetera. So, you know, I just tried to, the graphics were the biggest thing for me. Uh, having a couple camera angles and being able to run it through the switcher in the truck obviously gives it that already something of a professional look. But I mean, some of those tournaments, you can see that like the cameras don't match at all. Like one of them super bright, the other one's dark, the hues are off. So when I watch it, I kind of cringe these days. But so I tried to make it, it all about the graphics and I'm a bad graphic artist, but I kind of know what I'm trying to do. I know what I want it to look like. So the score bug was big, a big deal to me because if you're watching something, you got to know what the score is. Uh, but the other graphics were like little plugins for Final Cut Pro 7, I think it was back in, in 2008. That I just did my absolute the best that I could in the time that I had. And so again, they look they look retro now, but they were just bad back then. But I appreciate all the love I'm getting for production value when I was doing a, like the best mediocre job I could back in <laughs> 2007. For sure. Um so we also kind of covered this yesterday, but I kind of want you to run down some of the best moments in roofball history and then like some of the best moments that viewers would be able to like find uh like elsewhere on youtube or uh etc yeah we, I, should, I should give you some time codes after this there's, there's definitely some good stuff and if you look through the comments a lot of people do note specific time mm -hmm. codes 
you know, people diving over the car or the, the, what we call the bush dive where my friend Buddy falls into the bushes and he's trying to get a catch. Um, well, one time uh, there was a throw that went directly, wedged itself between the pole and the roof. Um, but yeah, I mean, so th those are always the most fun to watch. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the, the one I talked about yesterday, probably the most exciting moment in a roof ball game was it, it cost me a championship because the guy I was playing against, I was up 10 in the 10th inning and he threw a ball that hit the front of the pole. This is at a different house, but same basic thing happened. Hit the front of the pole. And it, anytime it's the front of the pole, it's coming back down that side. But somehow it got some bizarre spin on it. And it rolled back up around and, and tied the game. And I was totally out of it emotionally at that point. And he beat me in extra innings, the only final ever to go to extras. So that was very exciting, but it, it broke my heart. Um, in term, but yeah, the stuff in terms of the viewers, it's the most fun. Because I don't think there's any like big final throw, like walk-off style stuff. Uh, is is those kind of stuff like the ball getting wedged or someone falling into something or, or Rob Solisky, our commentator slash former national champion gymnast, you know, jumping up on the car and flying off the car and making catches and that the, the few displays of actual athleticism that's 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 where we make our money. Yeah. Um, my next question for you is like I know you guys are doing another roof ball thing here soon. So what's your plan of like revamping it? Are you like doing a stream? Are you guys putting it back on TV? Like what's the plan on revamping this next uh, roof ball tournament? Yeah. You know, I was, I was stressing about it for a while because the, the, although modern technology stepped up a lot, it's still hard to put something like that on without a crew, uh, especially because, you know, you, we could use people that were playing, but, then you end up with people trying to run in and out. And with, with the stuff we're trying to do with a live stream with like the OBS studio, it was something I was looking at. Um, you got to have someone who's sitting there doing it the whole time. And you can't have someone that jumps out to go play a game. So anyway, uh, long story longer, uh, we just booked, you know, through my connections in the TV world here locally, we booked an actual production company that's going to come and do it. Hmm. Um, you know, a, a small production company, so it shouldn't lose the we're in a front yard type vibe. But, you know, it allows the rest of us to, to go out and just play and, and me to organize a tournament as opposed to trying to run a TV broadcast while I'm also trying to make sure that my, you know, my mother, God bless her, I love her so much. For 15 years, we've always eaten lunch at the same time between the first and second round. And every one of those tournaments, she's walked out in the middle of action midway through the first round saying, hey, when does everybody want food? I'm like, mom, mom. I'll tell you when we want, you know, when we want food, why are you asking? So I'll be able to head her off instead of being like, mom, we're live streaming to like 5,000 people. Can you not do this right now? So yeah, we're, we're, we're going to live stream. We're going to have the, the graphics best we can. Um, you know, I think that the biggest thing that I'm trying to keep my head wrapped around is that it's something that can grow. It doesn't need to be all world the first time, but I also want to make sure that people that are coming back and expecting to see at least most of what this all last time happened. So same cameras, there'll be a camera in the backyard. We don't let people walk through the house. That was like a one-time thing. Mm. Um, but yeah, so graphics, live stream, we're thinking about having like an old school, we're trying to think about a way to get, get a break in. And so we're probably gonna roll one of the old school tournaments that's never seen the light of day, like at, at halftime to keep people engaged there. Um, hoping for a special guest or two, and I'm trying to organize a flyover. So we'll see if I can pull that off. That'll be sweet. Yeah, it's incredible stuff. I don't um, say that yet. I haven't made it happen yet. Right. I, I don't know. We'll we'll see. We'll see. It's happening what day again? March 8th. March 18th. Okay. And then that's the world championship. And then are you guys having uh US Open this year as well? Yeah, we'll have the RFA Cup in probably late June, early July. And then the uh US Open is usually 
late August, anywhere from late August to mid-October, depending on how people's schedules line up. Sure. And maybe so that, more. We'll see if people want to want to have tournaments on their own. And, you know, one of my hopes is that if people do, that we can give them access to our website and or maybe the YouTube channel hmm. and have tournaments other places, other people that, you know, I'd love to see a tournament somewhere other than my mom's roof, or at least outside of my outside of the Portland metro area it would be fantastic. Yeah. So kind of going grow, you know. Sure. Um so kind of going back to like the last few years of uh we could almost call it like dormancy for this sport. Um how were the tournaments operated from I was looking on the Twitter page and there was content up to 2017. How did tournaments uh how were they operated in the last 5 years since that last kind of little update? basically the same like sometimes even even back then we were just occasionally putting stuff on video we were experimenting uh we did a tournament that was on periscope once we did one that's actually on our on the rufa federation of america facebook page almost entirely that we did on mm -hmm. facebook live we just never found anything that stuck and never anything you know, like like we're talking about that kind of lived up to our, our our standards for production value and just sort of like saying we're live and having you know, eight people happened to find it and no graphics and wobbly iPhones just didn't do it for us. So, you know, in recent years, we've taken a lot of photos, taken some videos here and there, but we just played, you know, the, the games went on just like, like ever, just, just without the hubbub of, of TV or anything else. And it's, you know, it's been kind of, it's been kind of sad, um, but also so much easier, so much less stress. So, you know, that was the biggest thing with me with ditching, trying to ditch the production stuff onto somebody else is to, Try to try to be able to have fun and not just be running around all the time trying to make sure everything stays on the rails. So yeah, it's been cool. It's been cool and authentic and fun. But yeah, you know, we miss being on TV. For sure. I feel like you gotta be able to have fun as you're uh making this event happen. And if there's a lot of added stress with it, it makes it, you know, a little challenging, like you're saying. Yeah, and it, you know, I'm not I'm not necessarily, I mean, if it made me rich, great, but I'm not looking for it to make me rich, but it's at the same time, it's like if, if I'm spending money on something and being stressed out by it and not having fun, then what, what am I doing? For sure. Yeah. That's why I so, don't play golf anymore. You guys, you guys must be better, much better golfers than I am. I was terrible. No, and it gets under my skin sometimes. Yeah. I have a couple of clubs that went into a pond in the local, local course. And that's when I realized, okay, I'm paying money, spending lots of time and angry all the time. Why I don't need to be doing this. So that's why I'm in a roof ball. Fair I'm enough. a terrible athlete, but I can throw a ball, you know, 10 yards and hit something occasionally. I get a good old wrap around here and there. Yeah, exactly. No clubs to break in half. Yeah. So uh question go off like the world championship, the US Open. And so like what's the big differentiator between like all those different like tournaments, as you would say? In the future, there might be some. Uh, as of now, there's, there's, I mean, other than the trophy you get at the end, they're all the same. Uh, you know, I, the two things, when, when I was very, very first developing roof ball, I knew that so much was fake it before you make it. And, you know, and people, it's funny when they see the logo, they go, oh, this must be very serious. I'm like, no, that's a logo that a coworker of mine made 10 years ago, which I think is an awesome logo, but you know, it's still a logo that represented, you know, somewhere between nine and 24 people on my mom's driveway. Mm -hmm. uh, but so that was the same thing it's like if you put the name by it like people are going to give it weight even if it doesn't have any so we the first world championship there were nine players 
I think the smallest there were seven. But as uh, as we've always said, well, it's been open to everybody, so we're the ones that showed up. So the winners are world champ. But yeah, I mean, the RFA Cup is a different trophy. The U.S. Open is a different trophy. We try to dress up the house a little differently. When they were on TV, we always had the award ceremony in a slightly different location. But you know, ultimately, they're the three majors. Which, in a lot of ways, like okay, the the Masters, the British Open, the PGA, you know, they're just golf tournaments somewhere else. They're just imbued with their own type of history. But in this case. I'm filibustering like crazy, but my thought always was the RFA Cup would have a different home, and that would be my friend Buddy, uh, wherever he ends up, because his brother donated the cup, and his family's played and donated and all sorts of other stuff. Then the U.S. Open would just go wherever, just like golf, that it wouldn't have a home. It would just go somewhere cool any given year. So if that ever happens, then they'll start to be differentiated. But for for the most most of RuPaul history, there's just been three different tournaments played at the Mops House. Gotcha. Um, you guys will be talking to your friends later and be like, Yeah, we were gonna do 10 minutes, the dude would not stop talking. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It's more, uh, we came prepared with enough questions and you came prepared with enough answers that we I've been waiting 25 years that people be interested enough about roof ball to ask me about it, so I'm ready. Well, it was, I don't know, you want to hear the story about how we kind of found your game? Yeah, it'd be great. Sure. So we're just sitting there upstairs at uh, our house and, you know, pretty simple little living room. We got the mounted TV, you know, it's kind of the the main spotlight of our upstairs and we're scrolling through YouTube. I'm like, all right, let's see if we can find something actually like cool in what we call the depths of YouTube. Just like scrolling, getting through all the recommended videos, right? Seeing what we can find, seeing what we can find. So we scroll across 2008 World Championships part two and it's got like sixty thousand views so we tune in wait so is it like a bit is it serious how and it's just making us ask all these questions and then we're like all right let's keep going into it see what else they got the mom cam comes up inside like i don't know it was just so enticing you know i feel like you guys did a great job well hey and, you know, every, every time I hear that somebody happened upon it and, and couldn't stop watching it, my, some of my favorite comments have been the, I don't know what this is. I don't know why I'm watching, but I just finished hour three. Like, <laughs> I, I love that so much. You know, Kevin Smith, the director, he said that his favorite thing was if there was a joke he put in a movie and he was at the theater and three people laughed, but they were doubled over. That's, that's when he, that's when he won, you know, he really connected with those mm-hmm. few people and, thing i've said even from from friends that have played and people that have been into it it's it's an incredibly valuable thing in life to find people that share your type of crazy you know almost everything you do i mean you think of think about golf you're walking around with a stick in your hand and hitting a ball toward a hole that's hundreds of yards away it's a it's an inherently ridiculous activity mm-hmm. for human beings to do but it's so much fun so much fun to do so much fun to watch that it becomes this revered thing and it's 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 sharing a specific kind of crazy that you go out and do that with your life and so, you know, people that watch that ball hit that pole and watch a bunch of people running around, you know, dogs loose on the court and, and mom bringing hot dogs through and go, yes, I want more of this. It's like, I've found my people, man. It's it's so much fun to talk to people that have watched it and didn't either just sort of reject that out of hand or think, oh, this is really dumb. But instead, I'm going to watch four hours of this and comment on it. It's been, it's, it's been ridiculous. It's been, I'm still wondering if it's a bit, like if someone's playing a weird practical joke on me, but if so well done, I'm having a great time. Sure. Yeah, when we first went through it, we were just like, this is just like a game that we'd play as kids. Like, 
you always figure out like some random game you play with all, everybody in your area, your little playground buddies. And that's exactly what we thought. And when we told a couple of our other buddies on our golf team that were interviewing roof ball, they're like, there's no way. And we're like, yeah, like, and then we showed them the video after when we watched it and they're like, this is actually pretty cool. So it's all like, it, it all came together and it's really cool that we got you to come in for an interview and be a part of this. And we get to help also push our viewers like grant. We don't have too many right now, but still push our viewers to look at what we're doing for you basically with this. Interview. Yeah, absolutely. So what episode of this is the, the podcast are you guys on? Uh, so this is episode three, but we're like kind of just getting started figuring out kind of how we're going to organize it, how everything's going to look and everything. So um, it's almost still a prototype, but we're kind of just fleshing it out, seeing our ideas, um, that sort of thing. That's cool. Yeah. Just glad we were able to finally like actually interview somebody instead of just having us sit down and be like, oh, here's our here's our opinions. Right. You know, but we actually got somebody. Rep, I guess reputable, you know, just somebody invested in their craft that we could, you know, sit down and, yeah. Well, you guys are getting me warmed up. I got barstool on Thursday, so really, yeah. Wow. You guys, you guys are my first interview. I got barstool on Thursday, and I got a small TV station in West Virginia next week, and I don't know, there's <laughs> something else out there. Uh, it's the weirdest through the looking glass thing ever. So Travis Demers, who is the play-by-play of Roofball, is now the radio voice of the Portland Trailblazers. And so, you know, I'll sometimes get people hitting me up to see if I can put them in contact with him for one reason or another. And so he texted me about Barstool and I thought he was joking. Like he said, the next thing is Barstool is going to call you. And I was like, yeah, right. He goes, no, no, no. Like really, like I, they're going to text you. Like I give, I got your number. And now for some reason, like I think he's just easier to find. He's fielding my media requests and like, <laughs> Hey, are you cool to do this rock station in Detroit? I'm like, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. As long as it's not like, you know, White Pride Weekly or the Taliban's newsletter, what, we, I'll, I'll talk to anybody. Let's do it. You know? Right. So, yeah, That's it's, awesome. been, it's been insane. So thank you guys. It's been, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Um, if, if you're out in Oregon, it, come play. Or if you ever want to do a tournament uh, where you are. Yeah, we'll definitely try to plan some stuff, see if we have enough, uh, I guess, polls on our house to make it happen. <laughs> and I'm going to do it. I'm showing it. I'm posting a video. I'm going to shoot it on Saturday. Hope to get it up by Monday that shows how you can make a temporary poll. Because, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, fine. I still don't know why my mom lets me do it. I'm, I'm sure that poll is it's, it's stainless steel, but it's thin. It's going to fail eventually. Mm -hmm. so, you know, finding a house where they'll just let you throw, first of all, just even at the shingles, but you add on on like a part of the structure of their home. That's that's not easy. So, yeah, we'll send out the here's your do yourself, make your own poll, and then you can just put it anywhere. So sweet. Golf clubhouses have been my dream. They got those super high roofs. You can put the pole way up there. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Someday, someday. Maybe you could do at Augusta and do like a master's thing. Oh, you see, so many people are talking to make me dream these super big dreams. It's like, I mean, this is going to be like Tuesday, the day before the par three, there's a roof ball tournament at Augusta. That'd be fine. I'd be <laughs> totally fine with that. That'd be great. Why not dream big? Yeah, I mean, it, but it's just, it it's one of those things, it's like, yeah, it's great to be dream big, but then it's like, it takes me off of the here and now and the fact that I'm just trying to get somebody somewhere else in the country to have a tournament where they are, you know, without mm -hmm. my direct involvement. And it's like, but yeah, it's like, it's nice to have the, the eventual target. Sure. Augusta 2027. 
We'll do it. We'll get it ready. <laughs> well, I don't have anything else personally, and we've only got 10 minutes left on this Zoom basic. Oh, routine, yeah, yeah. But um, if you have anything else, go free, uh, feel free to speak your mind right now. But um, yeah, I don't have anything personally. Nick, do you? Um, I also don't have anything if you want to either promote something like we're definitely okay with taking it and posting on our thing. We just want to make sure it's okay for us to post because we'll also put on our podcast and our YouTube so you can promote anything because we like Roofball and we want to show it to our viewers. But yeah, so go ahead if you have anything to say. Now, is anyone out there that's into it and wondering if they can play or they want to help or whatever, the two things that are coming up, uh is if we're going to do a kickstarter to try to pay off some of the money we're spending on this first broadcast um obviously if anyone's watching that wants to sponsor that'd be fantastic we got basically everything's available right now you know i think a beer would probably be the easiest fit but we'll do anything uh we got, got a guy looking into since we don't have a car they're looking into like a used car lot we might put a car in our driveway um <laughs> but yeah kickstarter is trying to raise some cash because the operating budget of roofball right now is zero dollars and we're trying to make that a little higher and uh, anyone out there ever wants to have an event, um, you know, I'm telling people, give me enough advance notice, I'll come out there and throw out the first ball for you. Um, or just just play, just send me a picture of you playing roof ball, man. It, that's, that, that would make me happier than anything else. So that's the biggest thing I want to promote is roof ball, man. Go play roof ball. Find a way. Have fun. Thank you so much, Adam. You yeah. bet. Thank yeah. you. Thank you. It was really great meeting you. And I'm really, really happy that we were able to get these interviews done. Um, I wish you all all the luck in the world with the next couple of weeks as I'm sure they're going to be pretty busy. So um, other than that, it was great meeting you, man. All right. You guys too. Have, have a good time last year, last couple of years. It's cool. Yeah, we'll do. Thank Thanks. you. Take it easy. Yeah, you yep. too. Bye. Thank you guys so much for watching. We really hope you enjoyed the video. We really had a great time talking to Adam and learning more from him. And we hope you guys had a good time listening. If you have any questions or submissions for us, you can just let us know and put that in the comment section. But other than that, just kind of follow our uh, social medias, go down to the description below, go and check out Roofball, and you know, have a great day.